morning, Bob, and good morning to all of you listening out there. As Bob said, I am Joan Hogan, and Dr. Holm and I want to welcome you to the Prairie Doc radio program. Rick Holm is our Prairie Doc, and he is here ready to answer any questions you might have of medical nature. Dr. Holm's specialty is internal medicine. He's worked with the Avira Medical Group Brookings and has served as a clinical professor at the University of South Dakota Sanford School of Medicine. Yes. Good morning, Dr. Holm. Good morning, Joan Hogan. I'm just curious. You're dressed as though you ran over here, did you? No. Oh, okay. But I, I walked. Maybe. I you walked, walked here? I walked to Cook's Kitchen and back. All right. And I also, I had a, a, a short sleeve t-shirt on and then I brought a long sleeve t-shirt in case I got chilled. Well, I had chemo yesterday, so right now I'm, I'm easily chilled. You know how well, that is. Well, I would is. think so. And so, so here, it was a funny deal. Last night, uh, sitting in front of the TV set about 9.30, I looked at Joni and I'm, I've got a blanket over myself and, and she's sweating with her, you know, taking things off. It's warm for her and and you're freezing. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's the opposite of what happened when she was in menopause during it. Or no, it was before menopause. Anyway, she used to be always cold and I was... Always hot, and now it's opposite. So that happens. Uh, there it is. Yeah. You know, so. so you're at the second round of chemo starting today? Third or round. Or yesterday? Third round. Oh, my. It's uh, three Mondays in a row. One Monday off is a round. So I had, I've had two rounds completed, and then this is the third round, and then we go get a PET scan and see if there's... All the good news? Good right? news or All bad the, news? No, you just want the good news. Yeah. We got to think optimistic. Yeah. Well, I know everyone listening. And last week when you weren't here, I had to tell right off that he's having fun. He's not sick. Because if you miss a week, people wonder, okay, what happened to him now? I had a great time. You did have a good week. We went to New York City and hung with our son, Eric. Went to two Broadway plays. One was called The Boys in the Band or The Band. The Band. I've heard that. The Band and something like that. Something like that. Yeah. You know, and it's a. Uh, a band from an Arabic band from Egypt that mistakenly took the wrong road and went to Israel. They were thinking they were going to perform for a great memorial, an Arabic memorial, but they ended up in a little town in Israel. The, the same name, just spelled a little different. So <laughs> they were there for a day. There was a love uh, connection and a story of the Israelis versus the Arabics. It was beautiful, and it had uh, monk. Monk. Oh, he is so uh, good. What's his name? Tell a T. Oh, uh, okay. no. starts Tony with the T. Yeah, he's that's so right. good. Tony. He was wonderful, and uh, the music was wonderful, and that was beautiful. And then we went to School of Rock, which was all these kids <sighs> playing uh, guitars and electronic music and having a ball. And of course, the guy who played Jack Black's part uh, was all over the stage, and Jack Black was so perfect for that. Oh, he was. Movie. He was made for that movie. He was made for that play. He and, really was. And so that was fun. And then we saw uh, Eric was in, did a uh, Shakespeare play. He was the one of the leads. And he also had a, uh, another night he had a, uh, it wasn't a talent contest, but a, a uh, variety show. And then, then one of the other things that he does is he plays for babies. He under does. Two. So he does maybe two or three of these a day, goes to a park, and the nannies or the mothers, rarely a dad, will come with their babies, 
you know, just brand new babies, six month old babies, one Is and a half Is he singing year old. for them? And he sings for them. Oh, that's darling. That's cute. And they pay him 10 bucks. Whatever. I had, you know, so he, we, he paid, he played for 21 babies the morning we were there. So he did all right. So it Tell was, me, where does he put the uh, Shakespeare play on? Where, where is it produced? Well, see, this is a different kind of a Shakespeare play. This is a serious actors doing it in a bar. The cost is for free. Uh, they have one practice. They have a person in the background filling in for lines if someone drops their lines because they only They've practice one. They've only had one. one practice, all right. Um, and uh, Eric kind of organized this one, so and he ended up with the, uh, the one of the lead parts, uh, and it was just it was just fun. It was great. So you fun. walk into a bar and you see Shakespeare being played, Is and it's body like Shakespeare yeah. was Would, was played. meant to be. That's how he was, was played. Over, and while we're sitting here, and the stage is is the minimal minimal the the min, inside of the bar, we're all sitting around the outside. Uh, the wait- waitress is coming in with our drinks and our chicken wings and burgers and so on and so forth. And he's and stepping around the, the, the players. <laughs> oh, that had to be fun. The, do they do that? Brooklyn is so popular now. Was he in Brooklyn? Yeah, or he's in he's Brooklyn. He's in Brooklyn. It's a Brooklyn it's, bar. It's amazing what's happening in Brooklyn. Not that South Dakotans really need to know, but you'd be surprised at the number of young people who grew up in South Dakota that are in if they move to New York they inevitably end up in Brooklyn it's becoming little South Dakota it, it's <laughs> no, an it's amazing just, it is thing. just ter- totally transformed from what Brooklyn was 50 years ago it's yeah. just young people having a ball yeah well we are having a ball here we're happy to hear that you had a great time we really should take a break and we and went to New Orleans shift. too but that's another oh. story oh but that's well, another more story I don't want, but okay let's more take the break we will take a break. Give us our call. But we'd, we will talk we medicine when we return. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. We're happy to have you listening today. Dr. Rick Holm was on vacation in New York City with his son, Eric, and really enjoyed some plays and some uh, avant-garde plays, I yeah. guess you would say. it. Mm-hmm. So you really enjoyed that. And then we went to New Orleans and listened to jazz and ate Creole food and crawdads and shrimp and... <laughs> and green, and visited another son, right? And visited Preston, Preston. and his fiance. Well, good. So what's he, Preston doing in New Orleans? He is recording people. Uh, he is a recorder, uh, and his training was to do just that. He puts together uh, um, music for a, a foundation, uh, a museum mm-hmm. that is trying to raise the the opportunities of children of poverty. So basically, you know, it's 18 to 30 year old, uh, probably mostly black uh, artists that are, um, but I mean, it's any race. I mean, but it's the it's it's in this ninth ward that really was flooded, that, that area. Was one and of all the worst those, those, that was damaged, So right? they're letting or bringing in young people who are, uh, you know, uh, rap artists and and singers and you know, it just and it's fabulous. And he's the, recording most and of he these records, performances. He's the head of recorder, and he's organizing okay. for the other two recorders, and their their offices are expanding uh, shortly. And um, so he's a busy young man. Plus, he, he works for uh, you know 
making bread for a for a uh, falafel place, <laughs> and he also you know. I, that's what South Dakotans do when they yeah. leave Brookings. Yeah, they make bread for a falafel place. <laughs> Couldn't even know what the word falafel meant when they were growing up. It's, now they uh, know. it's Bob's kebab. Bob's kebab. I love it. Okay. <laughs> well, it's nice to know both your boys are uh, enjoying themselves. Your other son is right here in Brookings, yeah. right? And just uh, doing great. Doing what they were trained to do and enjoying and mm. having a good life. That's and, what you want and, your kids to do. And Julia's selling coffee at at the um, Cool Beans. No, no. High V at the oh. at the uh, Starbucks Starbucks thing. Okay, all right. So the, yesterday was the big training day. Of course, ah. they learned to not be bigoted or to be have, a barista. She is a barista, but they were learning not to be calling oh, the police the, on right. on people that come in the store and are waiting for another customer. You know that whole whatever thing. happened with Starbucks. It's good that they're having the training. Yes, it is. Yes, that was not a good deal. Well, I mean, you can't account for every action of every employee that you have. No, you can't. But they're doing their best to overcome a black mark on Starbucks, which I is revised good. an old essay for next week about bigotry. And uh, I was thinking a lot about it and having a large, long conversation with our oldest son, Eric, about it. And, of course, the truth is we're all biased we're all bigoted we all make preconceived we have preconceived opinions about people before we know them and uh, you know it's something that we have to learn and grow out of and uh, raise ourselves above that level uh, and I so just started reading a book and of course with my brain I cannot think of the name of the book yes. but it is fascinating I'll bring the title next week um, it is how the government enforced uh, bigotry in the past last century and it goes back oh, really? to World War One and um, there was so many times when we went out of our way to pass laws where you could give loans to soldiers returning from war and uh, they were supported by the government but if they were black they were not supported they could not get loans it's one of the reasons that so many of the neighborhoods and every in big cities became um, uh, segregated and where you had the slums because our government made sure that blacks could not get loans. Yeah. We, we, a lot of the bigotry that has occurred in our country With was government. enforced and helped by our government, which is sad. I'm reading it, I think, damn, you know, one of the reasons there is all these slums that existed, why blacks were segregated, were really enforced by our government. So it, it is. Yeah. It's an interesting book. It's Oof. a very upsetting wow. book. But What's I'll, the name of it? I can uh, <laughs> yeah, point that out to you. Right. I'll, uh, next week I'll have it. You know, that's interesting. I did research on this because um, it sounded so wrong to me. Uh, part of this whole discussion of uh, writing my book on helping the elderly. And one of the things that we talked about was alcohol abuse. And then it was narcotic abuse. And another one was abuse of cannabis cannabis being um, slang er, the official word for the slang marijuana marijuana was was promoted by the government because it sounded like it was from Mexico right and the government made marijuana uh, a a level one drug uh, because Nixon uh, wanted to to um, make sure that the hippies on the left and the black people 
we're not we're disenfranchised uh, and so one of the ways you could do that is to go after the drug that was being was popular at the time so he made not marijuana just illegal made it next to heroin and um, and cocaine as a uh, level one drug so therefore we can't even do research on it uh, without going through 14 hoops to try to uh, get licensed to to use this uh, medication when if you look at the dangers of marijuana I'm not promoting marijuana I'm just saying uh, uh, the major danger in uh, in drug abuse right now is narcotics or opioids. Sixty-four thousand people died in 2017 from opioids, um, suffocated really from opioid uh, abuse. And the question is, how many uh, died from from cannabis? Uh, Bob, do you have any idea? We don't have any record of anybody dying, dying from, from cannabis. cannabis which is marijuana and uh, yeah. there is there is some scientific data to suggest that in certain people it's great help in chronic pain uh, but we can't <coughs> use that in South Dakota certainly uh, because it's illegal here well yeah. it's been shown that marijuana is no more dangerous than alcohol and we know alcohol abuse is horrible but it's legal but it is, you know, if people abuse alcohol, they can ruin their lives, right. ruin their family life. Same thing with... 30, 35,000 people died last year from alcohol. 35,000 people died last year from motor vehicle accidents. How many died from cannabis? Not very... Not we just don't we know. We don't know. Yeah. But not well, many. I'm sure there's many people that will disagree with this discussion, but that's what America's all about. Well, we can have disagreements, but overall, if you, if you start reading historical... Uh, accurately historically based knowledge about what we have done in the past hundred years it is kind of scary bigoted tree we have it, been bigoted throughout our history yeah. we just have been yeah. like to think it's going to change at least I hope it will change is hey, it are we going to change into a commercial right now I think we should because we want to get on a positive note we're going to get on a positive <laughs> note soon as we return Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. We promised to get on a lighter note, and I know what we're going to talk about. Okay. Tomorrow night, Dr. Holmes' oh. uh, television program has been pre-recorded. It's an excellent one, but get, Bob, can you even guess what he might be talking about tomorrow mm, night? I'm guessing mm, exercise. got it. <laughs> Exercise. <laughs> Exercising. What about it? Mm. Outdoor. The, tomorrow night is... Uh, exercising is better outdoors instead of indoors because I wonder why but your program should be really interesting tell us about the program well it's it's we're, we're we've done um, and and it's Jay Van Duke and Ginger Thompson have encouraged me to do a magazine version of our show so through the years last year a year ago we printed we we um, videoed me planting the garden uh, so here it is, brand new garden, and then through the season, we kind of took a few shots as the tomatoes developed and and the peppers were coming to fruition. And uh, so we did that. Plus, we got cross-country skiing pictures. We've got an uh, interview with an entomologist about ticks and mosquitoes. 
uh, and uh, Lon Keitlinger, before he quit the last week before he was gone, we interviewed him about <laughs> the summer bugs, summer bugs and epidemics and um, West Nile and so on and so forth. And we talk, and we've got bicycling on the Mickelson Trail. So the whole program is to talk about getting, getting outside. outside. It's now the we're we're almost on the first of June. Yeah. Get outside, get enjoy out. being outside, and exercising outside. That is it, you know, to get outside. Uh, we were going to call it Get Out, and then we got concerned about the movie that has the name Get Out, so we decided to get we went Get Outside, um, and that's the. When you say a magazine version, what makes it a magazine version? Well, because it isn't uh, in the studio. It isn't me introducing guests and then a live version right. of a discussion between guests. It is a, it, it is a uh, I'll introduce it, and then there it is. We'll be outside uh, the videos. There'll be interactions, and it, it'll be an interesting thing that comes together. Well, if you didn't catch it when it aired the first time, it is really a good show. Right? We have but this is not aired. This is not aired before. Okay, this is the first time it's aired. I thought you recorded something outside last summer. Oh, I'm trying uh, to we did. We did uh, a similar thing okay. for a show, just okay. like we typically do. Yes. This is a magazine version. Okay. And then, um, I'm not sure, I because I was gone, I think this last week they did a version of the uh, Internet with Bernie Hunhoff and Katie Hunhoff, we did an interview. That was last this that past week. This right, past right. week. You did what that. did you think of yeah, that? That was yeah. a magazine version. Well, it was, and it, you know, you showed a lot of video. It was just, it was interesting. Did you catch it, Bob? I did. I I enjoyed the burn, the Hunhoffs, and so that was fun to Aren't see them. They yeah. neat. Yeah, it is. It's, it is a neat story. So we recorded them in front of Sioux Falls, and the jets were flying over, and <laughs> the wind was blowing in everybody's hair. Some of us had hair at the time. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you remember those days. I those remember those days. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You I'm are without bald. hair at this point. I'm uh, bald as a bald billiard ball. Bald as a billiard ball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, um, while you were talking about getting outside, we did have a call come in, and we'd like to respond to your calls. Thank you so much. A woman called in. She's in her 60s, and she wants your opinion on what she's doing for arthritis in her knee. She has her arthritis in her knee, so she's taking glucosamine chondroitin, and also fish oil. She thinks both of those may help treat it. What do you think of these treatments, and what do you suggest for arthritis? Okay. Well, she's got osteoarthritis, likely, which is the most common arthritis that we have, probably related to trauma in the past or um, other things uh, that are happening. And um, the, the whole story about uh, arthritis is that... Uh, Generally, the most conservative treatment is ibuprofen, little Advil, or a little Aleve, but do it conservatively and not regularly, and um, and and see uh, how that works. Uh, try to stay active. See how that works. Uh, when it gets to a point where it's so inflamed you can't move, that you can try injections. That sometimes primary care doctors will do that. Sometimes you need to go to the orthopedist. Of a, of a steroid. Uh, there's some new data about um, injecting new collagen uh, into the joint. The joint. It's, not, it's not the coxcomb uh, hyaluronic acid, but it's this, there's a new thing that you can inject. Uh, there's scopes that can go in then eventually to clean it up and so on and so forth. But what can we do conservatively? And she suggested uh, chondroitin, 
and uh, glucosamine. glucosamine. Now, those are two different uh, concoctions. You can have a version that has both of them. Sometimes that's just a more expensive version. I, I like the idea of going and finding Nature Made, which is USP. In other words, it's got what it says it has. And, and it Nature Made is the brand. Nature Made is the brand. And you, use, and you can get um, hyaluronic acid and you can get chondroitin sulfate separately and look at the prices and compare it into your combined uh, version. I think that's it, as Jim Engelbrecht, the rheumatologist, has said to me many times, about a third of the people will get some relief with that. And uh, what he suggests people do is take it for a month, stop it for you know two to four weeks and see if it made a difference. Start it again. And if you can tell that there's a difference when you're on it than when you're off of it, then continue. You're in the percentage that's being helped by it. Right, it's not going to hurt. Now, what else did she say that she... She also mentioned fish oil. I never heard of that for uh, arthritis. Well, I think there is uh, some data to say that uh, there are a lot of us who don't get enough uh, oil. Uh, We're we're cutting out uh, calories, and so we've low oil, and we're dry, scaly, Norwegian... German, no oil. We're dried up people, all right. <laughs> yes, no oil on their bodies. Yeah. And uh, and you need a little oil in those viscous spots. And so there is some suggestion, not proof positive, that that would But it's help. not going to harm her. It's certainly not going to yeah. harm. I like the idea, uh, you know, when you talk fish oil, many people are talking heart disease. There's no data on that either. But, um, well, there is some on the eicosapentaenoic acid, and here's the data. Danish sailors who, you know, living in Denmark, who eat deep sea fish, live with less heart attacks and death rate from heart than the people who don't eat fish three times a week. And that's the data. And then from there, everybody's gotten into the the fish oil thing. Can you equate fish oil with flaxseed? Because they both produce an oil. Uh, they're both eicosapentaenoic acid, and I kind of like flaxseed because it's a, it's a food, uh, and it also helps your bowels. So I'm a I'm a fan of the uh, the flaxseed uh, option instead of capsulated fish oil. Uh, you don't know what kind of fish and where it was and how it was processed, but it's easy to see flaxseed and then grind it in your coffee grinder. You go to Hy-Vee and you get the golden flaxseed and it's in the seed form. You grind it and then keep it in the fridge for the week that you're going to be eating that. And it's good stuff. And it's good oh, stuff. Oh, I haven't refrigerated mine. Should it be refrigerated? It, well, if you eat it up within no, an, a week or two no, or three. No, I don't. It, well, I grind it, it for a, about a month. It gets, it gets a little rancid if you let it sit huh. for too long. Okay. So well, I mean, the mine flavor, hasn't gotten rancid. Well, you probably are right. You know, okay. the flavor is tasty. I mean, it's toasted, kind mm-hmm. of a toasty flavor. Yeah. Uh, most. I of just didn't realize you should refrigerate. If it. you buy it in the, I shelves, grind it myself. Yeah. Yeah. If you buy it off the shelves, already ground, I've bought some of that that tastes tasted rancid. It's old oh. oil. Yeah. The old it's oil been taste. O- I think maybe because I'm buying and grinding myself, it stays fresh for a yeah, longer period. Yep, 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 yeah. yep. I hope. I hope that makes a difference. Yeah. That I was could a good start refrigerating qu- it. Do you know what, though, the most important thing that young woman who, who called us... Oh, what could it be? It. I think what she needs for her joints is a regular exercise program. You do? <laughs> surprise, surprise. We're taking a break. We'll be right back. 
Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. We just have a few minutes remaining in the program, and Dr. Holmes' final comment for arthritis was very true. We just love to kid him about his exercise, and we kid him because he realizes how important that is for so many conditions. They did a study about people who were uh, bone-on-bone, bad knees, and they took half of them, a matched group. So there was one group that had... If there was an older person in it, you get an older person for the other group. If it was a girl, it was a girl for the other one. They matched them, so on and so forth, so that it's, they're very similar. And then one, one half of them were pushed to, to walk uh, daily, you know, uh, to tolerance. And the other group was left on the couch, you know. And the long and the short of it is, who do you think did better, was stronger, felt less pain, you know, were able to function better in the long run, were happier while it was the exercisers. And so even if you've got bone on bone, I think the idea of trying to do to tolerance as much as you can, and if you cannot exercise because your joints are so bad, then it's time to replace them. That's it. Because if you let yourself go and you can't do you know, you don't do the strengthening that you need to do to be stay mobile because of your joints. Time to get new joints. And that was the decision for me. When I replaced my hip and my knee at two different times, it was I couldn't exercise anymore. And I thought, I'm not going to live like this. No. I have to be able to move. That's it. And I had done everything possible, but I couldn't. It was too painful. And replacing that joint made all the difference There's, in the world. They're back to exercising. And if you're back exercising, then you're the winner. And that's why we have orthopedic surgeons. You know, there's a place for these things. The only problem is, why don't I lose weight when I exercise? I'm so sick and tired of not being able to no. lose weight. I and the just, answer is, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, you know, uh, they say that after five years, recidivism is 100%. I mean, people can't hold that weight off once you've gained it and that's the way it is unless you really don't eat much and it's low calories and that's the bugaboo and that's a hard thing there's to do. no magic way huh no I'm looking for magic no I'll magic looking for magic i've got it we could give you a tapeworm <laughs> thanks a lot <laughs> they did that you know in the 20s oh they, god okay. no 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 thank you okay <laughs> we have enjoy i hope you've enjoyed this program it's always fun talking with dr <laughs> home and uh we'll hope you listen again for prairie doc brought to you by the vera medical group brookings as always you can hear and see more from dr home online at prairiedoc.org thanks rick that's all till next week thank you joan you know and everybody get out today get out uh, it's actually it's cool and uh, it's clouded over, so you're not going to get burned and so on and so forth. It's perfect weather for an exercise. Good long walk. Bob, do that too, okay? And thank you all. Stay healthy out there.